1: Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. And um, if things are sounding slightly different in terms of the audio, in terms of the tone of Steve's voice, um, then regular, regular listeners may have figured out exactly why that is the case. Steve is no longer a first time dad. You're a fraud, Steve. You are no, we, we, we're, we're going to get done under trade descriptions.
0: We are. I'm no longer a first time dad. I am a second time dad uh, and I'm at home because... My lovely, superb, brave, strong wife gave birth to our little girl uh, last Saturday afternoon.
1: Last Saturday afternoon. Hurrah, mate, and congratulations.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's it, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. It was all, all very simple, all very straightforward. Um, uh, we had a little girl called, uh, who we called Iris Valentina Noel Mile. She weighed seven pounds, four ounces, um, and she arrived at quarter past one, uh, about an hour after we walked into the birthing suite at Lewisham. An Boston. hour?
1: Did you, did you basically have to catch her? I mean, like, an hour is a remarkable, remarkably short turnaround. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, uh, Jackson was a 40-minute turnaround, so uh, she was slightly, slightly slower. Um, but, you yeah, know, uh, it, it was very simple, as I kind of thought it probably would be. I had some labour pains overnight, um, and we called Grandma and said, "Can you come and take over?" Uh, she made it down. So I, I, he wasn't too bad. So I took Jackson to his football training, which is like half hour. I came back and uh, things had progressed. And uh, Grandma arrived shortly after that, and everyone was very relaxed. Um, in fact, my missus was so relaxed she didn't want to go to hospital.
1: Did you find that that was largely? different to the first time round. i'm curious because what i'm really curious about is the difference between the experience you've had of birth just now as opposed to the first time round. so was it were things sort of more relaxed this time around did you find that uh,
0: well last time round, the um you don't know what you don't know what you're looking for you don't know yeah. what the signs are i mean and my, my mrs waters broke and um so we thought well oh, where's labor but labor hadn't arrived and it was all a bit kind of not what we were expecting. It was the circum, you know, we w- wasn't the textbook birth, yeah, uh, in that sense, or the build-up. The birth was fairly simple. Um, this time round, because I'd seen my missus go through labour and I knew, like the noises and how she presented in labour, I knew where we were on the yeah. kind of spectrum. So when she was saying, "I don't want to go too soon," it doesn't feel like I've been in labour for long enough. I was like, "It's very, very similar to where you were last time in terms of from my position." And yeah. I'm measuring these contractions, and they're three minutes apart. And I've called the hospital, and they've said, "If they're three minutes apart, get your skates on because the baby's coming." Uh, and what I don't think we'd fail to we'd, we'd fail to kind of realise that where those of you that know a bit about labour and how it all happens, women, you know, dilate. So from can go from about one centimetre to 10 centimetres. So that room for the baby to come out. Now, when my missus got to hospital last time, she was fully dilated 10 centimetres. This time, she was only three centimetres. But the midwife said, when you're second baby, you can go from three to 10 in like 15 minutes, as opposed to taking hours and hours and hours, like the first time. So that's why you've got to be... You've got to be on the ball, really. But we—you know was what? Fine. I, I was—I
1: was, was just going to say that—that that, that sounds really interesting. That I'm going to bear that in mind second time around for us, because when um when when we had our boy Ben, you know, obviously at first time birth, um and things were going really really slowly. And the thing that I that sticks in my mind now is how naive we were originally, because I remember Lindsay sitting there and thinking this isn't too bad. This is all right. I can manage this. I can manage this. And of course it was because she was going through perhaps a very different labor to what it sounds like. So has been through, which was very long. And actually, you know, six hours later, we both felt remarkably stupid because it's like, Oh, okay. That wasn't even touching the sides. Like they, this is, this was going to ramp up significantly. So I suppose you, like you were just suggesting there the second time around, you've clearly, you've kind of gone into it with a bit more of a, an awareness of what's actually to come.
0: Yeah. And you know, your partner, I think, yeah. um, but uh, having seen them go for it once, so I, I, I knew that there was a certain amount of pain. But I also know what Zoe could take in terms of that much because i would seen her do it once before. Mm. So again, hats off to Zoe. Uh, and uh, any women who listen to this, I think will take the hats off as well. She did it all again with no pain relief, nothing. That's remarkable. Not a puff of air, not a puff of gas and air. Um, in fact, yeah, <laughs> I was... I mean, I, I, as I say, hats off, I can't imagine what it must feel like. But. There's
1: nothing to make a man respect a woman like watching a woman go through childbirth. I think it completely well, changes. I mean, not that I've, I've ever been someone who feels he hasn't respected women, but I think it goes to a new plane when you watch your partner, your wife, your girlfriend, yeah. whoever, go through that and do what is required in order to give birth to a child. I do think that for a man, it does change your perspective a little, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. And also, you know, those of you who listened to the last podcast where I was mentioning I wasn't really prepared, it, it kind of brought home what has been going on in that tummy for the last nine months. When you see the baby come out, I remember like last time I, I snuck a look um, because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be in this situation again. This yeah. time, man, I'm pretty sure I I'm not going to be. So I was like, right, I want to, I want to properly... Understand the mechanics of this, and (laughs) how did Zoe feel about that? She wasn't to be honest with Rich, what I was doing was the last thing on her (laughs) mind. Yeah, you make a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, you know, we we might go go into it in much greater detail, but yeah, I I feel like I fully understand the mechanics of childbirth now. Um, I haven't haven't seen my daughter born, and, and you know she came out. She's very well. She's slightly puffy, um, in terms of her chest, but that all cleared up. I think that's when there's a fast delivery that can sometimes happen. They get fluid and they swallow a bit of fluid on the way out. Right. Um, but it, she's all fine. She's you know we've had our uh checkup. They come and do a checkup a few days later, and everyone was very happy with her. Um, they say that I think the baby can lose. worth of its weight in the first few days. Mm. Um, But in fact Iris has put on weight. um, That's good. Which is very good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly the feeding's all going very well. Um, And yeah, we're all we we seem to be doing okay. I mean So
1: from the perspective that I'm sitting here as as a guy who's got one kid who is causing him no end of grief at the moment, no offense to my wife or my child, but good god almighty I wish he'd sleep. That's a different that's a different podcast. Um, but yeah. from the perspective of someone who's got a child um, and is considering, you know, we're at the point now we were talking about possibly having number 2. How? What were the key differences for you in terms of your experience? Because obviously your wife's experience would be slightly different. But in terms of how things were for you and how you feel now, a week on, what were the key differences between the second time and the first time?
0: Well, it's the same sort of stuff as it was before the birth. And it's about being able to give your attention to your partner and new baby. And because Jackson is around, although he's at nursery at the moment, you have to give him your attention. So that's going to that's taking one third of my attention before i've you know turned to zoe or uh, iris so that is the, that is a big difference and everyone will say it and i think i can definitely see how baby number two doesn't get the attention of you know baby number one even in the case of uh you know our, our house was like a florist shop after birth <laughs> birth number one yeah. um and although we've we, you know we've had some uh, some other bunches of flowers. Uh, and we had a nice bunch in the Daily Mirror. Thank you very much. Um, it's not been, uh, it's not quite like that. You've know, got flowers in the Daily Mirror, um, but people aren't beating your door down in quite the same way as they are first time round. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm just trying to spend time with Jackson and give him my attention and give him like treats and focus and. Um, you know, making sure he's got enough time because I don't want it to be in competition. I don't want him to feel edged yeah. out. Um, and so, therefore, I'm doing pretty much bedtime every night. And if he wakes up in the night, which I was doing before anyway, you know, I'm the one that gets up. I'm going to go put him down just because. So he's feeding yeah. Iris, and she's at limit.
1: Do you feel in any way sort of concerned or kind of slightly bothered by the fact that you're not getting to spend as much time with Iris as maybe you did with Jackson at that age?
0: Uh, not really. I, I, I think I have got a slight niggle at the back of my head about bonding with yeah. Iris um, because I do remember it's hard for you as a dad if you're not doing the feeding to get that connection going. Mm. Um, and I, what I don't want to do is find myself using Jackson as an excuse not to get that because at some point it is going to be me and Iris together on our own. And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get as much, uh, you know, close cuddling as I can, uh, you know, get used to my smell and that sort of like, um, just the feel of her, the weight of her and knowing when she's upset and uh, uh, what the reason for that is—if it's food, if it's nappy—you know—diving mm. in and changing nappies whenever they come my way.
1: But then I suppose, like you said, the, the, a lot of this is just logistics, isn't it? In that you—you you know, there's no there's no alternative. You have to be the one looking after Jackson at the moment. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, once, hopefully, once you'll remember. It's like the bigger they get. The more feed they can take on, and the bigger the gaps are between the feeds, so yeah. there's like a kind of a three month i think the first three months is like a window where gradually you get it's it's not too bad because there's a bit of a structure to it um uh so uh yeah no it's but it, it, it's really good i mean she's such a beautiful little girl i'm I'm delighted to have a little girl Jackson yeah. absolutely loves her that's um, good will not leave her alone um which is sweet although you have to point out to him that she is not a toy and you you, if you you can't just pinch her skin or like lean on her to get over to mummy because she's quite fragile Mm. and we don't want to break her um so he's he's the latest phrase jackson walks around the house is like Jackson, be careful. Jackson, be careful. (laughs) Because everyone's saying to him all the time, Jackson, be careful. For the
1: love of God, child. (laughs) Be delicate, be soft. Yeah, exactly, exactly. um,
0: As his language is improving, um, you know, more and more, you can have a conversation with him about what's going on, and he understands it, and you know he understands it. But yeah, yeah, it's a pretty calm household at the moment. I was going to say, you sound like, and this
1: is the thing that surprised me a little bit, is talking to you. you. I mean, you sound quite with it. You sound quite refreshed. You sound quite calm. There's no there's no screaming in the background. There's nobody shouting at anyone. It's um, it's not what I anticipated.
0: That's partly because, Rich, you told me to come to the quietest room in the house and <laughs> do the podcast.
1: <laughs> That's true. Maybe we're giving a false impression here.
0: If you want to, I can go and find a screaming baby and we can get a bit of that, but... Um... I don't know. I think we we'll are probably, she, she was sleeping when I came upstairs. so I think we'll let her have a sleep. And her mum was having a bit of lunch with uh, with grandma. So uh, I think we'll, nice. both, we'll leave them to it. I'm hoping to get out in the garden this afternoon to do a bit of gardening while she's having another sleep because that's not a job that you can easily do with a two-year-old clamped to you. But you do sound
1: it does all sound quite together though I mean, I don't know I was expecting you to be a bit frazzled and stuff to be a bit kind of crazy and still finding your way, but it seems to, you seem to have sort of rolled into this quite um quite easily
0: I think if you you know you know what it's like with Ben, if you are having broken night's sleep anyway, you're yeah. at a sort of resting level of tiredness anyway <laughs> all the time yeah. you know you're not you're not uh we're not getting you're not going from full nine, 10 hour night sleep like I was before Jackson to, to suddenly broken night. My nights are broken sleep anyway. So there's no real, there's no real difference um, to that. I'm just, you know, I've got a resting level of tiredness. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's different that time around because you're accepting of the fact that you're having a broken night's sleep. Whereas I think the first time it's a bit kind of like, oh, blimey. Yeah. We, are, we are actually being woken up in the night there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it takes a bit of getting used to. It. I mean, I'm still not there. Ben's a year old, and I'm still struggling with it. When when I wake up, thinking, "What the hell's going on?" and then you realise, "Oh yeah, we've got a baby."
0: Yeah, <laughs> you stay up watching football until eleven o'clock at night, don't
1: you? I oh, know, stupidly, very, very stupid. Yeah, I, I am mean,
0: in bed at quarter past
1: nine. I'm starting to realise that's the way to go because Ben's now t- decided that he's going to be waking up at four a.m., maybe five if we're lucky, and um, and then and then there's no putting him back. So it's just – but, yeah, so I think I'm going to have to reassess a little bit. But,
0: but yeah, I'm a big advocate for baby number two, so uh, I wouldn't wouldn't leave it too long because it's It's nice, I think, going to be nice when they're close enough in age that they're still going to be into the same sort of things. Yeah, yeah. Jackson's still curious about his baby toys. So uh, yeah, two year uh, two year age gap. I think is pretty.
1: It's funny pretty good how because I think we we've both got brothers with gaps yeah. that sort of age, haven't we? and yeah. I think it's funny how you 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 don't re- you, well you don't realize when they're this little, you know, when they're newborns and whatnot. Every you know every few months feels like a massive gap, but of course mm. you know when when Jackson's six and Iris is four, that's no that's yeah. no difference. You know they're going to be playing together, doing things together in the same way that. Um, Lindsay and I were with some friends who are expecting a baby this weekend, and you know we're the ones who've kind of got all the knowledge about newborns, and they're asking questions, and we're imparting wisdom and whatever else. And actually, you realise well, there's going to be an eighteen-month gap between our kids. You know, by the time they're like yeah, five yeah, yeah. and six, there'll be there'll be no difference. You know, so
0: exactly. I hope you sent your friends in the direction of a good podcast that I've heard of <laughs> about becoming a first-time parent. I'm boring the arse off people with it. Don't worry about that. Ah, uh, good, uh, good, 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 good. I actually got a, uh, a congratulations message on uh, social media from uh, one of our listeners, which was nice.
1: Well, that's very nice. If anybody else wants to send in any congratulatory messages, I'm sure Steve would be prepared <laughs> to give out his home address if you want to send in bottles of champagne or anything. <laughs> uh, Just send but, them to yeah. the office. Send them to the <laughs> yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are there? Is there anything that's sort of taken you by surprise? And, so, and I'm thinking more in terms of, you know, your mental state, emotionally, whatever. Is there anything that's kind of crept up? With, you know, like when we, in the very first episode we did, we talked about those kind of weird emotions that creep up on you in the first few weeks of, of having a child. And I'm wondering, second time around, has there been anything that's surprised you?
0: Um, I think I've still got those some of those uh, emotions, those kind of like space for myself, mm. but selfishness. Um, but then Zoe's been very good about making sure there is some space for me. Mm. Um, so, you know, when Jackson was at nursery, saying, right, go on, off you go, into the garden, go and do a few bits and pieces um, if you want to. Um, yeah. Or trying in the evenings to do a bit of bedtime with Jackson to give me a bit of, you know, a bit of time just to have a moment because otherwise you're just sort of like uh, running around doing doing bits of everything. Um I uh, I guess what's what's I'd forgotten is just how fragile and little a newborn baby, a one week old baby is. Yeah. And how
1: yeah.
0: like how their little arms and legs are just like so tiny and thin that you could feel you like like you know, and they can't hold their heads up. You remember that where they like head, yeah. head sort of lolls around from side to side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. Blimey. And also when they're, when they're hungry, they're, little, they're like little birds. with their, um, irises like a little bird. With like oh, the little, little tongue sticks out. pecking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pecking yeah. at the side of your neck. Yeah, um, yeah. Looking for, looking for milk or whatever. I mean, Jackson, he didn't really open his eyes for the first month properly. But Iris's eyes were open within like minutes of being born. And I've got a feeling she's going to be like active, active, active. Certainly mm. the way she's feeding and putting on the weight. 'Cause obviously the quicker they grow and the quicker more weight they put on, the more physical they can be and the more I mean she's already even a week on when you put her on her tummy doing those sort of like pushing motions with her feet as if as if trying to crawl. And you're like, Bloody Well, i only a week old <laughs> slow down. <laughs>
1: You've already decided she's gonna be a genius then.
0: Well, slow down, you have a mortgage soon.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, don't move. <laughs>
0: That's
1: terrifying. Um, and how's things been with you, with you and Zoe, if you don't mind me asking? Like, just in the sense of, I mean, is it been a bit fractious? Is it difficult in that sense, or of everything?
0: Seen? Uh, no, I mean, I think there's an element of stress that comes into any house, right? yeah. Of course, I mean, neither person is t- sleeping, um, and you know, I've got the way I've got a habit of internalising my plans for the day of what I think is going to happen. I'm going to do this, in, and and obviously I don't tell Zoe any of that. And so when things start to come off my timetable, I then get stressed. And she's like, "What are you stressed about?" And I'm like, "Oh, because I was going to do this, and I wanted to do that. I thought we were doing this." And she's like, "Well, you should have told me." You know, so there's a little bit of there's been a little bit of tension mm. there. But there's a there's a solidity to being a parent of two kids that I think is uh, sort of trumps everything else.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that does make sense actually.
0: We're a a family of four now, you know. Does it feel a bit,
1: like, completed now? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the the fact that you've kind of done it. it's definitely
0: completed. There's no more uh, plans for any further children at this stage. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't know about completed. It's a bit like when you get married. Do you know what I mean? There's some kind of uh, sort of permanence that comes in, you know, a feeling of, like, you know, uh, you're the only two people that are married to each other. Yeah, Yeah, I'm... Iris, I'm the only one that's her dad, and she she's the only one who's my daughter. Yeah, you know, there's that 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 uniqueness and and strength you get from that uniqueness. I think. Is, uh, yeah,
1: that's nicely put. I think that's very true. I mean, I I think I'm you know I'm I'm at a point where I. I, I'm I'm feeling quite negative today because Ben has been a bit of a terror for the last few nights so therefore that, that tends to be what comes with the exhaustion but I have had this feeling I've told my wife this that feeling of sort of um, the never endingness of it like every morning mm. when you get up and you think oh we're this, this again are we? We're doing this again it's four, oh, four yeah. in the morning right okay and that that kind of slightly trapped feeling of well how the hell do we shake this off and then you extrapolate that to the point well we're going to have another another child because we want to have another child but hang on a minute are we just then extending this period of horror for, yeah. <laughs> for, for another couple of years do you know what I mean because people keep telling you oh yeah he gets through it he gets through it and then you think well okay When so when he's through it and he actually finally starts sleeping properly or properly-ish yeah. um, we're then just going to we're going to bring another newborn into this situation and, and make the whole thing horrendous again but then at the same time I feel like there's also a part of me that feels like we're only halfway there and that actually when we have another child, that there'll be this feeling of completion of like, okay, well, actually now there's the family sort of thing. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and
0: also I think, you know, I, I remember the feelings that you're getting from Ben of having them with Jackson. But the they're, once they get more interactive mm. and they start to get a rule, it sounds really selfish, but like a, you get reward back from yeah. them, yeah. from the joy that they bring to you uh, in terms of Jackson now, because he's been going to football training, he'll stand in the garden and kick a football backwards forwards with me. It, but he's, he's no uh, Harry Kane, but <laughs> he, he's working on it. And yeah. I feel like I've got that, we can do stuff together. Like we've been in the garden the weekend and he's been, he comes up to me and goes, Daddy, more planting. And we've been, like, on our hands and knees. Oh, and we've that's been nice. Making holes and he's been dropping seeds in, you know, just like yeah. radishes for him. Or he wants to help with everything. Um, he wants the jobs. He wants jobs to do. And it's, like, a real closeness. And and you think, he wakes me up three times in the night, you know. But he is only two. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't know like he's doing different. pretty
0: well for two. I mean, I, th- I, th- I
1: think Ben's at that frustrating age for him and and for me to an extent. But particularly for him, where he he's so close to walking now, so close. You know, he's almost standing up by himself and kind of tottering along. As that, he's just not quite there, and there's, you can see the frustration in him. And there's all these things he wants to do, and he wants to speak properly. Mm. He knows he, he's trying to communicate, and he can't. He's trying to walk, and he can't. And so he's just permanently frustrated and angry about stuff because he can't quite do it. And I suppose mm. that's sort of to your point. Give it another few months, and all of a sudden. You know, yeah. this whole world will open up to him that you can do these things, and we can do yeah. things together. And it's a bit exactly.
0: different. exactly. You know, Jackson's got a buggy board which he stands on on the back of the buggy and points stuff out as we're pushing him along. Mm. He's cracked. He's cracked his scooter pretty much. You know, he can scoot a bit. You know, it just he's, it, the world opens up and you realise I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead a few podcasts ahead of myself. Where you can, they grow up really quick. But, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, there yeah. is. There's a reason that people say that, and it's true. Um, and when he talks to me about friends at nursery that I've never heard of,
1: yeah, that's
0: there's a lot, a lot else going on. But, I mean, Iris has got all this to, all this to come, and I, I think I'm just gonna revel in this. Uh, having this little girl you can just watch and watch her expressions, or you know, laugh when she does a like a high velocity crap at Zoe while she's changing the nappy, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs>
1: Do you know what? Um, there was something you mentioned at the start about how well we talked about the idea that you kind of you're better informed than you were first time round. Yeah. So are there are there certain things that you're doing now that you remember doing with Jackson and you were obviously doing them completely incorrectly just because you didn't know any better and then now you're doing stuff and you are like, oh actually I get you know even things like nappy changing and stuff like that it must just be
0: I'm very blasé about nappy changing yeah. now. I mean I quite happily leave her on the changing table while I go and get some new bucket of wipes. And the first time I had with Jackson I was like. I couldn't leave, you know. Yeah, yeah, leave him. I mean, it, not, if social services are listening, she's completely safe at all times because the changing <laughs> table has got like, sides to it. But excellent. Um, th- that kind of stuff. I was. Uh,
1: uh, I suppose that's what people say is the positive about the, for the because obviously you mentioned the fact that it's occurred to you that she's not getting as much attention necessarily as as, as Jackson did just by the nature of being. She's the second getting as child. much
0: tension from. Zoe. Yeah, sure. From she's not getting as much attention from me.
1: From me, which is as we said, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, it's just the way it is. There's no no real way yeah. around that. But then I suppose the benefit that people always say of to the second and third child is that fact that you don't have that anxiety around them. But actually, no. with the first child, just through, just through love and care and, and attention, uh, you, uh, you are going to be slightly anxious around your first child. But people say, obviously, with the second and third child, that's not so much the case because you you kind of feel yeah. like, well, I know what I'm doing here. Have you, well, you- Iris
0: benefits from the fact that she's got two experienced parents. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. Jackson didn't have that benefit. <laughs> he had two rookies in charge. Yeah. And everything was a rookie uh, rookie decision, you know, based on obviously talking to friends and reading books and checking on the internet and that kind of stuff. Whereas, yeah, yeah. you know, this time around, Iris, we, we kind of know, you know, it's like, all oh, right, it's a little spot on her cheek. That must be a bit of like heat rash or something or, you know, Oh, she's got a bit of an eye infection. I oh, remember you stick a bit of breast milk in there, right? Oh, that, sort of, that sort of out. You know, it's all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Jackson, unbeknownst to him, is actually back on the boob. Uh, oh, really? Zoe has, has been expressing milk. <laughs> We've been, oh, like, I see. <laughs> slipping <laughs> in the odd cup here <laughs> and there. Because. Getting yeah, uh, spiked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, because it's just, as, as plenty of people will tell you, uh, it's supposed to be nature's wonder. wonder yeah, indeed. Medicine um and uh argue as well that all the time Zoe only successfully breastfeeding um you know we uh we sh- Jackson should get a bit of benefit of that i'm not i'm not quite at the stage where i'm prepared to take it in the coffee but um all right you
1: know. steady on yeah steady on i uh, you, you it's funny it's funny you should mention that because my wife and i were having a debate at four o'clock in the morning today about okay. about the nature of breastfeeding and the fact that Every time Ben wakes up in the middle of the night, he gets fed because it what seems to it's what seems to comfort him. But the fact mm-hmm. that he's now waking up three or four times a night, screaming or shouting at the very mm-hmm. least, and I'm trying to make the point that well, hang on a minute, surely now we now he's just doing this just because he knows he gets a feed whenever he does it. So I think yeah. we're at that tipping point where you're like, well, hang on, yes, it's good for him, yes, you're happy to do it, but at what point do we have to scale this back here? Do you know what I mean? It's it's quite tricky sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jackson came off breastfeeding uh, as his only source of food when he was nine months. Although he still kept a little bit in the background so till he was about a year. Yeah, um, but so he was back at work by then, so it wasn't it was possible. But he wakes up in the night. I don't, you know, I, I I think it's just up to you. If you want to keep breastfeeding, you know, go go for it. As, as far as I'm concerned, it's practical. It's whether your your missus is comfortable doing it and. Well, that's the tricky you know. bit. She
1: is. She is very happy to do it, and I'm the one that's saying, "Well, is this? Is this? I've, you know, you read a lot of Has stuff about t-
0: how many teeth he got rid. Well,
1: this is the problem. He's got eight teeth, but he's yeah. also got the big molars are coming through, and he's had this oh. one massive lump on his gum. And I mean, it's such oh, like enormous yeah. to the point where we took him to the doctors and we're like, is this normal? You know, the classic first, uh, yeah. classic first-time yeah. dad. Is this normal? Yeah. This is this okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just been there for weeks because this molar is kind of stuck, and it's going to come through eventually. So. I suppose, really, you don't have to be um, a baby expert to realise that if he's got a the tooth kind of stuck as it's coming through the gum, then that's probably going to be what's waking him up and causing him yeah, to be a little Yeah, sod. yeah, and
0: also, I mean, I'm the physiology of having teeth and breastfeeding yeah,
1: strikes yeah. me
0: that at some stage someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> well, seemingly, I
1: mean, I don't, you know, I've never breastfed for enough. Uh, I, I don't know. So, when you were the, a baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, quite. Um, I don't know the, the the mechanics, but it seems to work for Lynn's. I mean, she seems to be making it work. Mm. So God only knows. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is this is all. It's all stuff that I think about. I, I do think about what we'll do second time round and this stuff. Yeah. And it just makes me th- talking to you like this makes me think of things that actually you know with Ben being a bit tricky with his sleeping because he's a good kid by and large. Yeah, it's just it's just around sleeping that we're having a few issues. And I sometimes think, oh, actually, is this because of stuff? we've done or not done that we should have done or shouldn't have done and maybe second time round we'll know better or do you know what I mean? There's all these there's all these queries, isn't
0: there? I think, you know, I go back to what Sarah said, Octon, Well Smith when you came on the um, podcast is that adults don't sleep all the way through. You just gotta kinda of, you just gotta kinda of knock out knock out them waking up fully as much as you can. I mean we've done that red light business throughout the upstairs of our house. It's like a, some Amsterdam. <laughs>
1: Sometimes, <nights. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't heard that episode, listeners, that is an episode with um, Sarah ocoyle Smith about everything you you think you know about sleeping is wrong, um, and it was a fairly remarkable experience where she just sat there and told Steve and I. Well, she basically gave us a physics lesson, didn't, didn't she? It was yeah, bizarre, did, yeah, yeah. Um, including the fact that you should put red lights everywhere when you're putting your child to sleep, which was because white
0: light wakes them up.
1: Yeah, but but go back and have a listen to that if you haven't. If you if you're having any trouble with uh, baby sleep, for the love of God, listen to that episode because it was a bit. Yeah, so Irish
0: gets breastfed in the middle of the night, you know, in a underneath a red glow. We might see how that works uh, going forward. We could be like a little test test. But yeah, I'd I'd say to you, you know, it's uh, it's great being a second time dad. It's it's uh, it's great being a first time. That's It's great being a dad. Um. You know, I can't, I can't recommend it uh, highly enough to anybody. Um, and you got all the gear as well. That's the other thing from them. But oh you yeah, of pops. course,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So have you had that thing where people are buying you stuff or buying presents, and you're know, actually, we've already got this?
0: No, we've got like a lot of um, uh, new baby, baby clothes, and uh, and our, 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 our expert on uh, children and gender would be having a field day some of the outfits that we've uh, <laughs> we to uh, us uh, nice. let's just say she's not being dressed as a tomboy right uh, right lots of pink through. but there's a lots of sorts of dresses um, but uh, and, like, we had this weird conversation Zoe and I was like, it's a bit weird though. I think these little white lacy dresses for less than three months old are a bit weird because you, you it's they just wriggle their arms and legs they don't walk around and you want a dress you expect like a little girl to be walking around it's like a bit like dressing like a doll, a doll or something like that, with like these little adult, mini adult dresses. Yeah, surely
1: um, she just wants to be in a in a baby grow, right? I mean, that's well, exactly, like the, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to be in a baby grow, so she must want to be.
1: In
0: a baby grow. Um, <laughs> that is interesting though, know, because,
1: because you don't do that with boys, do you? With boys, you no. would just put a boy in a baby
0: grow, and you wouldn't think anything of it. But people expect yeah, a, a little a, girl
1: to be dressed up in a certain
0: way, right? Yeah, exactly, you might stick her in a football shirt, I suppose, but. Um, I suppose you do. Uh, my brother did that with his kids, his two little girls in West Ham shirts, poor, poor subs. Um, uh But uh, yeah, we got, we've managed to get a, a, acquire a second buggy along the way, which uh, to give us, we've now got multiple options. You can travel in all sorts of setups. We can have both kids together. We can have one kid on a buggy board. We can have one kid in a toddler seat. We can have two toddler seats. It's like so how does um, that work? Because
1: I've, I've often wondered that as well, about when we have a second one, do you have to buy a whole new buggy? But what, what What's your setup?
0: I think it depends on how, how big the, uh, the the kids are. So we've got a, a very small, like city-style um, buggy, which we've had from Jackson's birth, which has been great and we've loved. That's now got a buggy board on it as well, so Jackson can either stand up or sit in that. And the, the seat comes off and the baby's like in you know, a bassinet, I think it's called, like a Moses basket. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. can have the baby in that and Jackson stood on the back going along. And then we've got a second buggy, which you can also have the bassinet on, and you also have a seat on as well. So Jackson can be asleep in the seat and the baby can be asleep in the bassinet. Um which we bought the second one off. four people think we're made of money, we bought the second one off eBay as an <laughs> ex ex demo model.
1: Yeah, careful there, my God! You reveal way too much about your salary.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're not millionaires, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it seems to work fine. Um, and also, we've got a selection of slings. Although, yet again, I don't think we're going to crack the slings. We had, we had to, tried it with Jackson the first time; he hated them, and we haven't even tried. Iris in a sling yet and uh, I've got a feeling that we won't again and it's going to be another failed sling opportunity. Indeed. As I stand looking out the window watching a woman walk past pushing her child in a buggy with the baby in a sling. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Someone's
1: trying to tell you something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. um, exactly.
0: So your your paternity leave is coming to an end shortly. Is that right? So, well, I've split it. So I had a week off and uh, coming back tomorrow and then back at work this week and then going to take next week off. So uh, it oh, makes it like idea. slightly extended or extended, um, and then I'll book some time off for the for a bit later. But we've been fortunate; the last week has been blindingly hot in London. And,
1: yeah,
0: uh, we've been out in the garden, going for nice walks. I've got a bit of a buggy arm tan going on.
1: Lovely job, Ben. Eh?
0: Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's good. It's uh, but um, I and think have you considered? Everybody-
1: have you considered shared parental leave? Is that something that's
0: come uh, up yet? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to. I haven't had a conversation with our mutual boss about it yet, but um,
1: right, okay. Cert- yeah.
0: <laughs> certainly, uh, I enjoyed it so much last time, and it helped me to get a good bond with Jackson. That mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, and as you know, I'm a big advocate for it. I, I think that um, I don't see why I would take it with one and not with the other. Mm. Um, and
1: uh, TBC at this to- point, I suppose.
0: Yeah, 2 BC, 2 BC. I think the difference this time around would be that on two days, I would have two kids to look after.
1: Ooh, um, because yeah.
0: Jackson had a ghost to nursery. Um, so we might have to kind of consider how that would work. Um, yeah, that but, could be yeah. challenging.
1: That Just be because
0: challenging. if Iris isn't getting my undivided attention, then is it potentially uh, mm. not as good... I don't know. I don't know. One to one to one to brew one. One to return. To. Yes, we should Maybe return we should to that, find, you know. If you're a dad, listen to this, and you've taken share rent or leave or twice. Not only are you a very rare man. <laughs> I was going to say, there's not respect, many of them. Yeah, you should you should give us a drop us a line, and perhaps we can have a chat about it, and uh, you can tell us how it will work second time round.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, because in we, we are now. We're now, we're now going to have to rename re- ourselves first-time and second-time dads. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work, but uh, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, we, we're first-time dads. We're always going to have been first-time dads, aren't we? And hopefully our our, our wisdom will be uh, useful to anyone who picks this podcast up who's approaching parenthood or is uh, is in the in throes of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. First, uh, wisdom in adverted commas. But yes, th- there is some wisdom in this, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I suppose well, we,
0: you know, we should, uh, we should also probably uh, point out to, uh, to people that regularly listen that we've been nominated for an award, haven't we,
1: Richard? Oh, we have indeed, yes, yes. At the Online Media Awards, um, you are, yeah, we probably should have introduced, we, we don't really big ourselves up enough on here I don't think, we probably should have introduced today's podcast like that, but yes, we are now officially award-nominated. At the Online Media Awards, we have been nominated in the uh, category of Best Podcast, um, which was a very pleasant and lovely surprise to us both. Um, so if that's
0: not a reason to tell people about us, to leave us a review yeah, there and you go. share it with your friends, your social networks and uh, NCT groups or any any place you think that people might be interested in, then please do. And also, yeah, we always like to hear your stories because uh, yes. it helps to guide what we end up talking about on the podcast. So drop us a line at firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com, please.
1: Yeah, particularly if you've got if you've got an experience that you'd like to talk about or that you'd like to share with us, anything like that at all, or even if, as Steve says, if it's just a comment or a suggestion for a topic you feel we should cover, anything like that, um, as you said, firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com, or you can do so in the review section on iTunes. Um, Steve, thanks very much for uh, calling in from home, mate. Um, I'm glad That's everything's on, going so well. Sounds like it's all going swimmingly. Yeah, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll
0: see you tomorrow and you can count the rings under my eye. Um, <laughs> buy, like buy me well, a coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems like a good note to finish on. Uh, nice one. All right, well, um, thanks everybody for tuning in. I'm sure you'll all join me in congratulating Steve again on uh, the, the arrival of, of Iris. Um, I look forward to meeting her myself. Um, right, well, look, we'll um, we, we'll catch up again very shortly and hopefully we'll get back to some more regular podcasts now that things are going to settle down slightly.
0: Um, yep. and, uh, we'll catch you all next time. Thanks again. Cheers. Thanks, bye. Bye.